This is Rob Scott, and you're listening to Fundamental Shift. Today's talk is called Busy Mind Defined, and what we're going to try and go over is uh, I've tape recorded a little something to sort of describe a busy mind, and to those of you who are aware of it and try and watch your mind already, uh, it may seem, you know, trivial, but to those who don't know what that is just yet and what's going on, uh, I'm hoping it helps to make them aware of what's going on. Um, becoming aware that your mind is busy is sort of the first step. Uh, at some point, I'm going to be talking about awareness versus mindfulness versus, um, you know, just being asleep or being disconnected completely. Uh, that's probably for another talk. But today, you know, let's take a walk to the store with a busy mind and see what that feels like, what happens. So here it is. Give it a shot. What a beautiful day out today. Wow, look at this. Unbelievable. Hey, there's Bob. Should I say hi? I'm not sure if I should say hi to him. I can't believe that guy just walked in front. Dude, Anyway, what are you doing? Off to the store. What is that about? What am I getting again? I don't know. What do I have coming up tomorrow? I got to do, I got to do something. Oh, that's right. I got to get back to that thing. Oh, my God. is due. Did I send that email? I can't stand it. Oh, damn it. Just go to the store. remember to call Jenny. Call Jenny. Dude, get you, soap. What are you doing? Call Jenny. Get soap. Right now. I'm, I'm so did, hungry. I can't. Did even I send that email? It. I can't even. Dude. Oh, damn it! Just go to the store. You'll do it when you get back. Just go to the store. So, how many people walk to the store with that kind of mind going on? You know, whether you have to call Jenny specifically or not, or you have to do a report or not, or maybe your demons are louder and worse than that. Um, I imagine we all can identify with what's going on there, what's what's happening. And sadly, a lot of us think it's normal. And, well, by definition of normal, it is normal. Most people are, are dealing with that um, to some degree or another. But it doesn't have to be normal. And to begin working with it, the absolute first step is to become aware that it's going on and to do that repeatedly because um, – just finding out doesn't make it fall away. Specifically, you need to begin to work with your mind a little bit and become aware and develop an awareness of what is uh, is happening in your brain. There are so many things going on in just that little talk, and I don't know if you go back and listen to that one or not, but um, there's anxiety about the future. There's physical hunger that comes up. There's um, uh, you know social anxiety about whether to say hi to Bob or not. Um, there's all these different things, and each one of those is is something that you know uh, either in these talks or you know with the therapist or whatever the potential to walk down each one of those roads and look at what it is um, is there. The depth is there. There's a lot of talking we could do about this stuff, but in general, um, rather than try and go down all those tentacles of what uh, a busy mind is doing, I'd rather just talk about the fact that the busy mind can just be dropped. That it can literally be uh, put away for the moment and um, bringing your attention back to the moment, less about how you're going about doing things and where you're headed and all that, and a little bit more about exactly what you are doing is uh, is how you would begin to drop that busy mind. So let's talk about that for just a second. So you're walking along to the store or you're you know, going to a meeting or you're driving home or whatever, 
And this type of mind, this busy mind, will catch you, and you won't be aware that it's happened, and you'll find yourself in it. You'll, you know, you sort of you get a tightness in your stomach, you're, you feel a little uh, uncomfortable, and you realize, wow, I am just busy. I am going, and I'm, I keep trying to get back to a thought, or I'm trying to get back to a memory. I can't, you know, I can't manage it uh, that well. And this could be just a, a mild disturbance or it could be really uh, overwhelming. And, um, you know, how do you dial it in? How do you how do you bring it back? One way is to literally bring your attention back to your breath. Just sort of get used to dropping thoughts, realizing that they're just thoughts, and you drop it and you bring your attention back to your breath. And the last thing I want to do is offend people who don't meditate and sort of I'm trying to say these things for the widest audience possible and people that don't practice meditation uh may be frustrated like oh he's talking about the breath again and what the hell man you know can't we get it to uh something interesting and a little deeper than that but really that's uh, that's that's as far deep as you need to go uh certainly to begin this um when we actually imagine spending time in a car going home and on a drive and having a busy mind and feeling like you're chasing it. In a talk before, I, I, I mentioned uh, we can do two things when a problem arises. We can sort of chase it and try and fix it externally, or we can sort of um, accept and surrender it uh, in another way. And that acceptance or surrender is actually um, – just stopping the chasing. It's stopping trying to fix it. So as you have this busy mind, you notice all these different things start to splinter out. It's really hard to chase five things. It's really hard to chase um, even one thing that keeps moving. So you start to realize that you can spend every day going home in the car busy like that, and you've accomplished nothing, really. I mean, maybe you've had the great thought. Maybe you've written the novel. I don't know. But if you're not happy and you're not you know, in a in a pleasurable state, doing that, and it's not just all about happiness. Don't misunderstand. But if you're if you're not fulfilled, um, you know, there's a there's a math challenge that's interesting, and that's fulfilling, and that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about sort of the spin of of busy mind as we've defined it here. You can spend every day going home doing that, or you can begin to sort of see: is there a freedom? Is there something else I can do? So. Again, to not offend any of the people who are going, hey, wait, he's trying to slip meditation in there again. You know, I am. This is this is waking meditation. This isn't a practice of uh, going and sitting on a seat anywhere. But this is what people who sit on a seat, how they would try and deal with this as it goes, uh, as their mind becomes busy. And so you bring your attention back to uh, your breath or your seat or the music that's playing or whatever's in the moment that um, you start to... In, in the beginning, it might be a little wrestling match because your mind wants to take you there. But wait, that report is due. That report is due, right? While you're driving, you can't really work on the report. So how do you how do you put it away? You literally place your mind on your breath going in. Do it now, right with me. You know, just bring your breath in. And what's really interesting is as I sit here and do long pauses, let's say, which I won't do too many because I'll watch people, you know, just go away. But um, I imagine that there's a, there's an awkwardness. Your mind wants to go now. Your mind wants to start moving. Um, the mind, you know, tends to want to do that. So how can we gain control of this running mind, of this busy mind? It is through practice. It is through bringing the attention back to the breath repeatedly. 
and um, give that a shot the next time you notice that your mind is, is getting busy. So what do we do now to avoid, um, you know, this thing that kind of gets out of control? In the, uh, you know, pre-tape performance earlier, I sort of added a little music at the end to, to add a little panic because the busy mind really can begin to spin out of control. It tends to get worse. And that can have a quality where the brain kind of pops and recalms itself, but more more often than that, what happens is we go find a way to, you know, relieve some stress. And often those ways are not very healthy. Often those are, you know, things like going to watch a lot of TV or uh, drinking or taking drugs or, um, you know, saying things that we're not proud of or inappropriate or, you know, bitching about people and work and, you know, just generally not being productive, whatever that means. Um, so we have things in place as humans now, and, you know, marketers are well aware of pushes us. They will plant seeds of discomfort. You know, they'll put pretty people in front of you, uh, which in a way makes you feel not pretty and you need their product to feel pretty again. So they they get that motion going. They get that uh, discomfort and uh, the beginning of busy mind there. So, um, you know, there's a lot of things in place that make us feel better. Let's talk about aspirin for a second. You know, I have a discomfort of a busy mind. I might go turn on the TV to sort of deaden and let that be a louder story than what my mind is so that I can, uh, you know, just kind of fall asleep to the underlying hum of discomfort that might be going on for me. Well, if I have a physical pain like a headache, uh, we've learned as people that you take an aspirin and that makes it go away. And I'm not saying that's bad. It can become bad if we get addicted to aspirin or we get addicted to going and drinking to make our underlying feeling feel better. That can begin to, um, you know, lead to a nation of overweight people because we eat to please ourselves and to deal with stress and pain and different things like that rather than eating for sustenance. Um, you know, if don't get me wrong. Aspirin's not bad. I'm not, you know, good and bad are, are relative. We've already had a talk on that. So what I'm talking about is that, you know, if somebody has cancer, chemotherapy is fantastic. The problem is, is we've gotten as a culture a little bit addicted to um, how do I fix this discomfort? How do I fix this pain? Rather than facing it, rather than sort of sitting in it a bit. And there's a middle path there because obviously you want to give someone with cancer uh, chemotherapy, which is maybe, you know, the best treatment today or radiation or whatever they need to fix that problem. Um, but if, you know, in the beginning as a, as, a, as a child, you sort of go, well, I feel uncomfortable. Let me have a beer. Oh, I feel comfortable. My social anxiety went away. I can go up and talk to the girl at the party. If we don't learn how to manage that and learn how to uh, actually do it, you can end up in a bad way uh, with alcohol or these different habits. So a lot of our habits and a lot of our stuff that we do is in direct, uh, you know, is in direct proportion to um, how busy our mind is and, and what's going on there. So our own discomfort. So the way we eat, the way we do all these things uh, relate to it. So, you know, how many people out there want to eat differently than they do now? Maybe lose a little weight. How many people would, you know, hate exercise but would love to learn to exercise a little bit and enjoy it? How many people want to maybe watch less TV and be a little more creative, you know, write a book, paint a picture, listen to music, create music? How many people want to, um, you know, spend more time loving or cooking or, um, 
you know, hiking or uh, learning a, a skill that they want to learn. Um, how do we begin, you know, to not go to places that deaden us? And uh, how do we start to turn into something that can make us more alive? Well, we got to learn, number one, that we have a busy mind, that that's going on. And then we got to start working with it. And, um, you know, not to sound too opinionated and throwing all these things out, but this is what I see every day in, you know, all the faces looking back at me are people on different levels working with their busy mind. And, you know, they've left the moment and they're out in their own little history and their own self. The one thing I didn't mention before about, um, you know, that tape, there's a big ego part. Uh, when we're walking to the store earlier, you know, uh, somebody walks in front of us and we get really offended. Um, just to go down that trail a little bit, it's so funny that oftentimes someone will be, you know, behind us in a car too close and we think it's about us. We think, you know, they're coming at us. And, you know, trust me, the, the other person's too self-involved in most cases to have it be anything about you. You know, they're late. They have needs. They're doing something else. So we get so involved and so offended. That self that we carry gets uh, really into it a lot. And, um, you know, how do we begin to put that down? Uh, we've got to learn to pay attention. We've got to learn to become aware. Just to make sure that you know what this is again, let's listen to it one more time. We're going to the store with a busy mind. What a beautiful mind. day out today. Wow, look at this. Unbelievable. Hey, there's Bob. Should I say hi? I'm not sure if I should say hi I to him. I can't believe that guy oh, just well. walked in front. Dude, anyway, what are you, what are you doing? Off to the store. What is that about? What am I getting again? Oh, I don't know. Oh, what I, do I have coming up fine. tomorrow? i got to do. I got to do something. Oh, that's right. I gotta get back to that thing. Oh my god! Did, is due. did I send that email? Due. I, I can't, can't stand even. Be- oh, damn it! Just go to. I the had store. to remember to call Jenny. Just go to the store. Just call Jenny. Dude, get soap. Call Jenny. Get soap right now. Oh, I'm so did, hungry. I can't. Did I send that email? It. I can't even. Oh, damn it! Just go to the store. You'll do it when you get back. Just go to the store. So the next time you hear that. In your own head, you're going to bring your attention back to your breath. You're going to realize that it's a very natural and normal affliction that all us humans have, and you're going to learn to wake up a little bit. You're going to learn to evolve a little bit, and uh, and that's it. So there's my talk for today. I hope, uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope it's been helpful. And uh, this is Rob Scott with Fundamental Shift at backtobreath.com. Uh, thanks very much, and be good to one another. Let me turn it off.